1: Welcome to Let's Get Civical.
0: This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walantowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about Medicare. So grab someone 65 or older. And let's get civical.
1: I meant to call my mom on the way here because she has Medicare, obviously. And she literally, she's in um, a rehab facility right now. And they were going to send her home after, like, she had tendon surgery. She can't move her. She can't bend her leg for, like, three fucking months. Like Three months? Three months. And I was like, mommy, what? Shout out to Pat. I know. I love love you. (laughs) I love you so much. I was like, how are you going to get around? Like, you just had surgery and they're going to send you. She was only supposed to be in the hospital for one day. And I had no idea how she was going to get like to a car, yeah, into her house, whatever. And my aunt called, and she was like, "Okay, they're going to keep her for a few extra days, and then they're trying to find a rehab facility for her for a little bit." Well, sure, but right, but because she's like, she's going to be seventy next year. But I was like, "Okay," and she goes, "But the only one that takes Medicare in the area is the one by Flower." And so, like, if she can't go there, then she has to go someplace and pay for it out of pocket, which she cannot afford to do. Absolutely not. And I was like,
0: this is bananas. It's B-A-N-A-N-A-S.
1: Bananas. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking we hi we are here <laughs> we're Actually, we're, not gonna tell you you what we're talking about no. yet. we're gonna
0: we're gonna let you work for it <laughs> but mm. we are here thank we you for here. saying that that we're i so wasn't here until you said we are here, here. We and then are i here. arrived
1: yes I manifested your presence
0: thank you uh, I, yes I that's how it works it's like you have to want me for me to show up that's it's why 100%. i never go out because <laughs> nobody wants me <laughs> that's <laughs> that is not true that's the saddest thing i've ever said that no really it's because i don't want to leave the house
1: Oh, it's fucking cold.
0: It's very cold. It's very cold. I am in this place because it's cold and I don't leave the house where I, I'm down the rabbit hole of like trash TV. Yes. The things that I watched in the past day alone were I started off, I woke up and I watched The Jerry Springer Show. And <gasps> then it, yes. And oh my God, does that age poorly? And then I started oh watching uh, TLC's hit show, My Strange Addiction. And that was wild. What are some of the addictions? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, one, one was he was addicted to like pool balloons floats. Like he was uh, in a relationship with them. Another, oh. another gentleman was in a relationship with his car. Oh. Um, this couple was addicted to coffee enemas. What? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. What? Yep. Um, another woman was, I couldn't watch this full one, uh, addicted to drinking animal blood. No. I know. It was like, no, oh. no. For no. What purpose? Did you just like it. Does she kill them? How does no, she get I it? I didn't get that. I didn't get far enough in it to find I out how she got the blood. I, I the blood. I saw her drinking the blood and I was like, oh, I, I am squeamish. Yes. I have a limit. Also, let's look into this lady's background. She's probably a serial killer. She, I think she was leaning into the vampire. Vampirous. Uh. Uh, lifestyle uh, wow. and then there was a woman who ate mattresses <laughs> i think that's
1: like a psychological condition there is there
0: all- that like a kind of cycle. <laughs> well yeah it's interesting because all throughout the episodes at one point it's like the family has convinced so-and-so to seek professional help and the therapist is always like so when you're with the car what does it make you feel like <laughs> like that sort of thing anyway so i watched my strange addiction and then i got into hoarders oh i mean the things that people keep is insane
1: we have not seen the inside of my aunt's house which is now she is a hoarder wow she lives in my grandparents house they're both they've both passed but she literally has like never moved out of the house and she is a hoarder and has was when i was little to the point where like we never saw the inside of her bedroom. Mm. And if you peeked in when she went in there, she like had made footholds. Yeah. Like tiny little footholds where she would like foothold to her bed mm-hmm. so that she could get there to like go to bed. Yes. But now she won't even let, like if she, if we went in the house, I think she would have. Yeah, it's a whole thing. A, uh, Like she would have to be sedated. And a I'm not A very huge red flag is
0: people not letting you go into their house. Yeah, no, she is Arden, I've never hoarder. been to your house. You're welcome to come. What's Kong. the deal, Ali McBeal? Are uh, you a hoarder? Well, I have
1: been to your house. Um, we uh, actually, have not no, been to not your, been your house. house. I've you... been to McLean's house. No, which, yes, yes, McLean's house. Yeah, I've been to my friend's yeah.
0: house. Yeah, and which is basically my house. Which is basically your house. Yeah. I mean, so that's why are I think we both secret hoarders? No. Only time will tell.
1: Only time will tell. I did spend um, a good two to three hours yesterday in between notes, like because my apartment I've been DIYing some stuff around my apartment and mm-hmm. it was in complete shambles. And so I like put stuff away and did dishes and did things with clothes and and like took out garbage and recycling and then I did paint the cabinet doors that I had taken off of my kitchen cupboards. So now that's done. Wait, you painted the doors that you took off? Mhm. I took them For- off. And then paint, and Are then you putting them back them. on? I am. Okay, because I bought like new hardware. They need to be. It's it's a process. I literally
0: never would take a cabinet door off a cabinet. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have the strength. <laughs> I don't have the mental strength. I'm not I'm not handy. Yeah, I did buy a sander because see
1: where <laughs> to where
0: do you buy that? I would go to the grocery store being like I don't they don't there's no sanders here and then I would give up and then I would give up.
1: I, cause I had to take the old hardware off cause it was falling off and it was janky. So then I, and then like it made, it, it was like the paint was rough and whatever cause it was like old. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a sander on Amazon and spent an evening sanding. Is this a cry for help? Blink twice. <laughs> I think, ugh. Ugh. no, I think it's, um, I just, I've lived in this apartment for 15 years and there's stuff that I've like just dealt with for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And at this point I'm like, No.
0: Yeah! Oh my I'm God! Done. You went on voice for that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That was a level um, change. But guys, today we're talking about Medicare, <laughs> which oh gosh, oh gosh, yes, which it's 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 the hot topic, really. It really is Medicare for all, yep. Medicare for some, Medicare for no one.
1: Which is why I mean, I wanted I asked Lizzie. I was like, okay, hear me out. I want to talk about don't freak medicare. Mm-hmm. But a reason I wanted to talk about it is because the, you know, we're in this democratic presidential primary debate where, you know, we're talking about different forms of health care and medicare for all comes up a lot. And I don't – I was like, I don't really know. Like, I think I think I know how sure. Medicare
0: works. Macro, I'm like, yeah, I get the gist. I
1: get the gist, right. But I don't – but I feel like we should talk about what Medicare actually is so that we understand what Medicare for all then would be. Sure,
0: yeah. Because there are countries that have – Some form of like universal healthcare situation for sure, and so it's interesting. I'm just yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna chip away at what this concept is, yeah. So that the next time, which will probably be tomorrow, someone talks about it, Mm -hmm. we'll we will all we the collective. Let's get Civical We will be like yes, right, good. I get it. Yes, copy that. (laughs) Copy that. (laughs) So let's jump right into how did we get it? Okay. The fight for some sort of national insurance program goes back to 1904 when the Socialist Party endorsed the idea. That is 100 plus years of us being like, hey, maybe we should go big. Maybe we should franchise. (laughs) Maybe we should expand oh man um and i should say this uh what i'm about to talk about is coming from julian zelizar Zelizar zelizar
1: zelizar from the new yorker there's some stuff from the national library of medicine the national institute of health and our good old resident doctor at cnn sanjay gupta thank you sanjay gupta
0: yep Okay, so 1904. That's when we're like, let's do this. Then in 1912, Republican president and my side piece, President Theodore Roosevelt, ran for a third term as a progressive party candidate and included on his platform a, quote, single national health service. Whoa. It's old, this idea. That is so Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly like when you're National you walk, parks, national health Oh, my God. When yeah. I'm walking through the Museum of Natural History, I'm mm-hmm. just like, universal health care. I see it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but some of the strongest resistance to a nationalized health care system came from physicians who feared that it would interfere with their profits. It's been happening since 1912.
1: Since so, for 100 years, we've been like, <laughs> just let us have health care. And <laughs> the doctors
0: are like, but, but money. money. That was amazing. Okay. <laughs> So, keeping it in the family, FDR tried to pick up where Teddy left off, but was not that successful. FDR avoided creating a national insurance program because of the messy politics. I want, I mean, I just feel like we couldn't expect FDR to do it all. Right.
1: But it is frustrating. It is frustrating that this was one of the programs that fell by the wayside. I know. I was Like, he like, had to make a choice. Darn it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> According to Julian. I, I want to say it's Zelazar. Okay. Yeah. We're going to say it. According to Julian Zelazar from The New Yorker, mm-hmm. FDR believed, quote, believed that it would be too controversial and would damage the prospects of other programs. Yeah. He's literally having to be like, yeah, if I do this and maybe we don't get social security. Right. You know, and it's like, well, it's Sophie Streisand. <laughs> it's Sophie choice. Yeah. Zelazar continues that even at the time of FDR, quote, the United States relied on a private system that revolved around a sacred understanding of the doctor patient relationship. I don't like the term sacred understanding, but that's okay.
1: That's okay. I mean, but that that, we still have that feeling today. That's what people were so mad when like Obama was like, you, if you like your doctor, you can keep it. And then, you know, point two of the population couldn't, and they're like
0: (gasps) Which is so interesting because i just feel like i can't i can't maintain a doctor
1: i literally have hopped around right now it's a russian lady from nyu i you know whatever
0: yeah i'm just like just tell me what's wrong yeah just give it to me straight yeah oh boy okay the concept of a nationalized medicine was too much even for a public withstanding bread lines and financial crashes Oh yeah, I literally forgot that at the same time it's the Great Depression. <laughs> it's the Great Depression, and they're see, like, FDR, no. FDR couldn't do it all. Yeah. like, like I, am not mad. I'm not mad at FDR for having to be like, I can't, I can't also do right. like, like a national insu- medical insurance program. Yep. I can't do that right now. Why? Because I am a fighting the Nazis B, getting us out of a great depression to dealing with the dust and C, building public programs and trying to get, and like literally just writing legislation myself, like hundreds and hundreds of pieces (laughs) of legislation being like, I will do it all. I will do it it all. (laughs) Very busy. I was so busy. I wanted, I want to see his day planner. Cause it's like, did he wake up at four in the morning and go (laughs) bed at like, go to bed at like three in the morning, you know, like
1: he slept in his suit.
0: He slept in a suit. So, you know, this wasn't the time. This wasn't the time. I get it. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet baby Truman found the same problem in 1945 and again in 1949. Like, it's like, of course he did. Yeah. The American Medical Association lobbied hard against Truman's plan and called his plan, quote, un-American and, quote, socialized medicine and called the administration, quote, followers of the Moscow party line. You remember when we didn't like Russia? Yeah, right? Remember remember when it was like, like, you're being Russian, and we were like... (gasps) Oh, and How then they like threw you, you in jail and the Red Scare. And do you remember the good old days? I know. I know. Oh, of being like, oh my God. dictators. Yeah. I, I would rather die than be identified as Russian. Shout out to our like <laughs> Russian friends. We do love you. But like, it's interesting yeah. to see like, I guess now less than a hundred years ago, we were like, oh, I don't want to live and be called <laughs> like the Russian, a socialist. But it's also interesting because- now, the Medicare for All platforms that are running now, are it's still, it's, it's socialism, it's yeah. all, it's, it's literally all the doing the exact same thing. It's yep. amazing. Oh, that's your next point. <laughs> Nothing has changed in nearly 100 years. Yeah. we love that. Except for the cost of healthcare. Nobody can afford it. <laughs> okay, next up. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, fear of socialism and a panic by Southern Democrats, our friends, mm-hmm. that a nationalized healthcare system would require desegregation and ultimately thwarted the healthcare efforts. Yeah. Don't you love it? Don't you love it that it all comes back to us being fucking assholes? Yeah. Guys, let's reckon with our history, Mm -hmm. okay? So in our timeline, now enter two congressmen. In 1957, Congressman Amy Ferrand, a New Deal liberal who had quit school after the seventh grade to take care of his ailing father came up with the idea of a smaller and more targeted program as a first step towards national health insurance yeah literally first step yeah he was from his own personal experience yeah he was like like, this this is awful hard yeah i i 12 (laughs) i am literally cool 12 years old (laughs) i am actually Not a teenager. (laughs) I am. And this is difficult (laughs) for me, a 12 year old. He and Congressman Cecil King, a California Democrat, proposed covering some of the medical costs of the growing number of Americans over the age of 65. Oh Quote: Older Americans required more than twice as much hospital care as people under the age of 65. Even with Social Security benefits, most could not afford the cost of hospitalization, which was rising quickly at the time because of medical advances. Yeah, I mean, now like yeah. you know, it used to just be like cut it off, right? Cut it off. You
1: have cancer, so We're done. sorry. You have two weeks to ten years. We you don't have know
0: consumption. Here is more alcohol. You know, yep. like whatever. <laughs> we well, hope it'll kill it we hope that'll do it, it leeches. leeches wow we're, we're very on a connected page today we're very connected it's really good i love that yeah Forand and king made the tactical decision to propose that the program fall under the social security administration yeah sure yeah liberals would be able to argue that they were simply expanding the popular program and paying for the new benefits through the social security payroll tax yeah i mean yeah yeah right like yep. yeah yeah these guys have a vision
1: they and they're they were smart about it they were like no no no
0: there's we're not guys it's no not new money.
1: we're taking some of this money we already and have moving it. it we have it we have this it's money. right there you can see it with your eyes and the social security administration and
0: we're putting moving it, it yeah to medicare guys the same <laughs> there's no new money <laughs> According to the National Institute of Health, in 1963, two years before Medicare was enacted, about 75% of adults under age 65 had hospital insurance coverage, while the corresponding figure for persons 65 years of age and over was only 56%.
1: Oof. So, like, there's a 20% difference in the Mm -hmm. amount of people who have this insurance, and they freak the fuck out. Yeah. And they're like, "We we need this. We need Medicare. Meanwhile, how many people don't have insurance or, like, don't go to the doctor because they still have because to pay animal, outrageous yep. co-pays or, yep. like, whatever the thing is? Yep. Um, but, I, but like, 75% of adults under age 65, not even medical coverage, hospital insurance coverage. Right. Where you're in, like, just stay, a hospital stay. Yep. That was the only, like, that was their first concern. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When Medicare was implemented on July 1st, 1966, virtually the entire elderly population in the nation was made eligible for Part A coverage, and almost all had voluntarily enrolled in Part B.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the difference. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Part A and Part B.
0: Nobody worry. Providers were required to comply with the Medicare legislation under Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Almost overnight, the Medicare legislation brought an end to segregation in hospitals. That's crazy. Yeah. In 1972, Medicare was expanded to include disabled persons receiving cash benefits under the Social Security Disability Program and persons with end-stage renal disease. What's that? Kidney failure. Oh, oh, jeez.
1: Oof. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To fund the program, a portion taken out of our paychecks for Social Security goes towards Medicare to cover most services like hospital stays and doctor's visits. Yeah. Yeah. I just did my taxes and I saw how much is taken out for Social Security and I was like, let's go. Yeah. Let's flip and go.
1: Okay. So let's talk about who is eligible for Medicare. Um, This is coming from the Department of Health and Human Services. Oh, we love them. Which is the department that I think my mother used to work for. Shout out to Pat. Hi, Pat. Hi mama. Drink your water, eat your breakfast.
0: Wow, she tells me the exact same thing, Pat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, you and I are soul sisters in this life. <laughs> <laughs> so okay who's eligible for medicare it's not really as simple as like everybody over the age of 65 or 65 and older gets free health care that's, that's crazy not, why would not, it, be so simple? Why well. it be so simple it's not what it is medicare is available for people age 65 or older or younger people with disabilities and people with like we said end-stage renal disease which is permanent kidney failure requiring dialysis or a transplant so originally Medicare only had two parts, part A, part B. And those are still like the main parts. Like I think when we think of Medicare, like this, these are the parts that we talk about mm-hmm. or the parts that we refer to. So part A is hospital insurance. So like you're in a hospital, you have to have surgery, something's wrong with you. All of the costs incurred when you're in a hospital, that's part A. Part B is medical insurance, which is like-
0: Going to the doctor. Going to the doctor yeah. and
1: that kind of stuff. And then there are part C and part D are other kind of opt-in parts of the law. That were added later. So you're eligible for premium-free Part A. Oh. means you don't pay if you are age 65 or older and you or your spouse worked and paid Medicare taxes for at least 10 years. Do
0: you automatically pay Medicare taxes? Like, am yeah. I automatically paying you're Medicare You're automatically, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Does it have to be 10 consecutive years, do you think? No, I
1: think it's just 10, 10 years. 10 total. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I'm qualifying.
1: You're on your way, yeah. I'm on my way. My
0: yeah. My way. My yeah. My you're welcome. That's all right.
1: Something to look forward to. <laughs> if you get end stage renal disease, you're set. I'm set.
0: Honestly, at this point, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I don't trust my kidneys. <laughs> I don't trust it.
1: You can get Part A at 65 without having to pay premiums if you are receiving retirement benefits from Social Security. Basically, if you're collecting your Social Security check, that's mm-hmm. like a. If you're doing that, they assume that like you're of age. You're like you're sure. in the the pool of people that will qualify for Medicare, or if you're receiving benefits from the Railroad Retirement Board. Well, Donut. sure. Yeah. Remember the railroads?
0: The good old days of just hopping on and then going west? Steam? Coal? <laughs> dining cars? Dining
1: cars? God, I wish I lived at a time when railroads had, like, full-functioning di- Like, I would love to have been, like, north by northwest. Like, give me a good dinner sure. on a train car.
0: I do feel as though I have strong railroad energy.
1: Yeah. So... No premiums if you're getting benef- Social Security benefits or benefits from the Railroad Retirement Board. You also get Medicare Part A premium-free if you are elig- eligible to receive either of those things, but you haven't filed for them yet. Or your spouse had Medicare-covered government employment.
0: Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I, I just have to marry in.
1: If you or your spouse did not pay Medicare taxes while you worked and you were the age of 65 or older and a citizen or permanent resident of the U.S. UN, United States... <laughs> I was trying to say U.S. stat but I didn't. U.S.Dot, it's hard. It's, it's hard. You really have to get used to it. Yeah. You could be eligible for Part A. You have to pay premiums. If you're under 65, you could get them for 24 months if you're eligible for Social Security. <laughs> if you have Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, yeah. Your Medicare benefits begin the first month you get that you get disability benefits. So, Look, like, if you're diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, you can go on disability and then you also get Medicare.
0: Yeah, that that disease is no joke. Though. No, it's like oof. It's get not whatever good. Whatever you need, it's that's ooh, that's a bad one. It's a
1: bad one. But they're all like, I am all for sick people getting coverage. But yeah. I'm also so curious about like the cherry picking of the diseases. Oh, I know, of like
0: kidney failure, right. Lou Gehrig's. It's like what, like what about brain cancer? Like that sounds bad. That sounds stressful. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah are there any cancers we'll find out i don't but. think
1: there no there are, n- there are no cancer there are no cancer is
0: not a qualifying
1: enough debilitating enough sure. condition to just be like covered pregnancy by medicare is a pre-existing not, condition
0: you right. know sort of like that sort of thing it's, it's kind of like that we love to see it
1: most people do not have to pay a premium for part a because like they've paid their social security taxes but right. everybody <gasps> has to pay for part b if oh, you want it okay so you you're paying into like medicare social security and you get part a if you've paid like enough of your if you've paid basically for 10 years. Yeah, you
0: basically paid your taxes. Yeah,
1: basically pay your taxes. But if you want part B, which is the medica medical coverage, like the medical insurance like, like as doctor. we think of it, yeah, yeah, that you have to pay for. So the premium is deducted from your social security check or again, Perfect. your railroad retirement check <laughs> or your civil service retirement check. They take it out of your benefits of your retirement. And then if you don't get any of those things, like if you don't get social security uh civil service retirement or railroad retirement the medicare sends you a bill for part b every three months
0: i love that yeah it's so interesting that no matter what i am just never gonna receive a paycheck with my full wages never and my life no i love it okay what is covered (laughs) let's talk about what is covered oh boy In general, Part A covers hospital-related things. So that's like inpatient care in a hospital, inpatient care in a skilled nursing facility, not custodial or long-term care, hospice care or home health care. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Um, In general, part B covers medical related things that occur outside of the hospital. So that's medically needed services or supplies that are needed to diagnose or treat your medical condition and that meet accepted standards of medical practice. Perfect. I can't wait. I love standards. It also uh, covers preventative services in healthcare to prevent illnesses or to detect it at an early stage when treatment is most likely to work best. Yeah things that are generally covered are things like clinical research, ambulance services, durable medical equipment, mental health, limited outpatient prescription drugs. You pay nothing for most pre- preventative services if you get the service from a healthcare provider who accepts assignment. Yeah. Who yeah. accepts Medicare. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when you go to your doctor Yeah, who's like in your insurance? Yeah,
1: it's basically like another form of network insurance. Like you you can think of it like network insurance. Yeah, if you don't, if the doctor doesn't accept Medicare, even though you have it and it's supposed to pay for stuff, they don't have to take it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Things that are not covered in A or B generally are long-term care because we only think in the short term. Yeah. Most dental care. You don't need it. Eye exams related to prescribing glasses. Perfect. Just go blind. Dentures. Cosmetic surgery. Acupuncture. Hearing aids and exams for fitting them. Routine foot care. I just feel like a program designed to help elderly people should include dentures. Should Should include include hearing hearing aids. Should include acupuncture. That's all I, I've been on this earth for 65 years. I'm stressed. stressed. (laughs) Seen so much. I'm stressed. The fact that I made it this long is
1: wild. I love that we're like, sure, go to the hospital. Sure. Go to the doctor. But if you need something to like help you eat, see hear, walk, no, 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 absolutely not. Just
0: stay in the house. Yep. Stay in the house.
1: We'll get you a a walking stick. Oh, God. I know.
0: Okay. Part C, also known as Medicare Advantage plans, are offered by private companies approved by Medicare. Amazing. Yeah.
1: So this is like the private insurance. Yeah. Like slowly creeping in. Stop it. Just knock
0: it off. I don't want you. I don't want to be private. Public people, go public. If you are to join a Medicare Advantage plan, the plan will provide all of your Part A, hospital insurance, and Part B, medical insurance coverage. Medicare Advantage plans may offer extra coverage such as vision, hearing, dental, and or health and wellness programs. Most include Medicare prescription drug coverage, which is Part D as well. With a Part C or Medicare Advantage plan, Medicare pays a fixed amount for your care every month to the companies offering the Medicare Advantage plans.
1: It's like, in a way, we kind of have... Like, if you just look at... Like, this is the, the health insurance ex- exchanges. Yeah. Like, it's you're basically getting... the On the exchange, you get a subsidy... Yep. ...to, pay, to help you pay for premiums. This is essentially that. It's right. just a very narrow... Instead of being like here's a pot. Here's money from a pot of bigger money mm-hmm. but because you don't make enough money to pay f- the exorbitant amount of healthcare costs. We're giving you a portion of this money. Whereas this, Medicare is like, you're entitled this amount of help mm-hmm. from this smaller pot.
0: But it's the same thing. It's the same concept. These companies must follow rules set by Medicare. However, each Medicare Advantage plan can charge different out-of-pocket costs and have different rules for how you get services, like whether you need a referral to see a specialist or if you have to go to only doctors, facilities, or suppliers that belong to the plan for a non-emergency or non-urgent care. These rules can change each year. It's basically like normal health insurance companies. I just feel like, why can't we have some... Standards. So I'm like, across the board, universal standards. Call me crazy. Call me Russia. But I just need, I just Moscow. need. Moscow. Call me Moscow. Like, I just want a standard. Like, everybody who wants to be insurance, you got to do this. Yeah. Just, just one thing.
1: In a way, the health insurance, the exchanges are better because you get to choose. Like, sure. they do give you, like, they give you the option. And it's not like this doctor takes my subsidy or not. It's that they all take the subsidy. Yeah. All of the insurance companies take the subsidy and it doesn't matter who I go with really because I can and then I can choose what I want. So like if I want a plan that like gives me a 100 bucks every six months for my gym membership. Sure. If that's a priority for me, then I can choose that
0: same thing now finally let's talk talk about part d cousin yep. dog medicare part d is a voluntary outpatient prescription drug benefit for people with medicare provided through private plans approved by the federal government beneficiaries can choose to enroll in either a standalone prescription drug plan to supplement traditional medicare or a medicare advantage prescription drug plan that covers all Medicare benefits, including drugs.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's it's Medicare Part D is like it's just for prescriptions. Just for it's just for drugs. It's for drugs, and you can either like loop this drug plan in with the Medicare Advantage plan with Part C, and Part C covers the whole shebang. Yeah, your A, B, and D. Yeah, it's really kind of messed the way they've done it. But what I know in this country, you das you stocks? you das talking no. Or you can just like if you're like nah, I'm just gonna let Medicare handle like parts A and B I don't need to engage in part C like that seems like a lot of pressure for me in my life sure then you can just enroll in part D and just use a standalone part D plan to pay for your Jeez. drugs
0: okay in 2019 45 million of the more than 60 million people covered by Medicare are enrolled in part D plans so yeah. a lot there's a lot that's more that's ha- more than half
1: yeah it's a decent amount that's full that's three quarters.
0: That's that's the math. Yep. <laughs>
1: okay. So the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because of the Medicare for All conversation that's yeah, been happening.
0: Yeah, it's the hot the hot tea. Yeah. The hot goss. Yep.
1: Yeah. Because it gets glossed over this like medi- we're like supposed to think that Medicare for All is like the a big solution to the problem. Sure. And I feel like even if you look at Medicare, it's not really solving a lot of the problem. There's still mm-hmm. some Hiccups in the system, if you will. Sure. But there's also like no one, it's not like Medicare for all is like, like people interpret it differently. And you can get to Medicare for all in various ways. Generally, proponents of Medicare, this is from our friend Sanjay Gupta at CNN. Proponents of Medicare for all want to expand the program to cover more than just Americans 65 or older.
0: So for all, meaning all ages, all humans, all breathing entities. Yes. Great. It is
1: a system in which a, the government uh entity, it's a system in which the government reimburses doctors and hospitals at a set rate. So like if I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, "Great, your visit is $550. Gorgeous. I saw you for 5 minutes. That's $100 a minute." Love it. But then the the Medicare for all, the government reimburses every doctor. So like if I go to the doctor, you go to the doctor, like everybody, everybody we we have different rates, but the reimbursement rate is it's the, the same. same. Got it. Yeah. And the argument would be that like eventually those costs would go down, right? Like that the the doctor, the health, the actual cost of healthcare would go down. Would go down.
0: Yeah, I mean that I think that's like the one of the biggest things we have to tackle. Right? It's, like, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. It is.
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is, and which is why like having insurance sometimes like why do we do this? I had um I tore my meniscus in my knee and I went to the doctor and she was like, okay, great. I I saw you. I sent you for an X ray. I think you should go see a sports medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. So I went to see her and I got an MRI blah 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 month later and at the end of the day I ended up not only was I paying like I don't know like $400 a month for my insurance at the time it was like I think it was like 380 something but then I got bills from NYU mm-hmm. that were like $100 for this doctor, yep. $200 for this doctor, yep. $300 for the MRI and I was like what the fuck am I doing?
0: Yeah. Like what's Why the point? do I have this insurance? Yeah.
1: So one of the major, I mean, I think like the biggest proponent of Medicare for all is Senator Bernie Sanders, who is pushing for Medicare to cover all citizens and lawful permanent residents. Right. And basically he wants to do it like as part of his policy platform, like we're just going to do it. Love it. We're just gonna we're just gonna do it. Everybody gets Medicare. Everybody's covered. Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow from Sanjay Gupta is pushing to lower the age requirement. In 2017, she introduced a bill to allow people between 55 and 65 years old to buy into the program. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 2019, she introduced another bill lowering the age requirement to 50. So basically, that's the other tactic is yeah. like you just keep adding people just to the pool. Keep lowering. Like, yeah. It, yeah, and I like do
0: sort of doing it slowly as opposed to being like now everyone can do it.
1: Right. Sure. Which I do think that like. I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm not a res- a revolutionist like I don't. I think like somebody like an Amy Klobuchar is right to be like, "Hold on. What happens if we disrupt an entire industry?" Like sure. that's not like you have to think through the con- consequences of that. Sure. Beyond like there's a lot of good that can come from it, but there's also a lot of bad that comes from completely on un- like pulling the floor out from an industry yeah, especially over the one course that's of
0: like treating people's health right I get it yeah get
1: it. especially over the course of like four years like that's a quick turnaround I mean Obamacare the ACA was implemented over the course of was it like three it was something like that it was like four to four or five years yeah between like when the thing was signed and when the when it exchanges yeah. like went online because it need it was like you know let's let's introduce this in times when people adjust mm-hmm so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Medicare. I mean, I definitely think that everybody should have insurance, but I'm also like, I don't know that pulling the rug out from the healthcare system is necessarily the way to go. Sure.
0: Sure. I get but,
1: that. Yeah. In any event, no matter what you think about it, the American Medical Association association is still up to its old tricks. We
0: love them. We love to see them. Yeah. Patrice Dr. Patrice Harris. Patrice Harris. Harris.
1: Um, who's the uh, president of the American Medical Association? Said, quote, rather than disrupt what we have now, let's build on the progress of it. 90% of folks have health insurance. It's really about the 10% of folks who do not. Wait,
0: 90% close, of people quote, do not have health insurance? She's. For who? What people are you looking at? And even if you have, like, even if that were true,
1: those 90% of people, let's say, let's take her number, like, take her let's numbers say on face yes, value sure, sure
0: sure let's say that's those 90
1: percent of people are not like great i have health insurance i can afford everything that i need that's yeah. not the case no, no. so I, I mean like that is sugarcoating upon sugarcoat like that it, it's quite insulting actually yeah that's literally that. insane
0: patrice you're lying you're lying. <laughs> you're lying you're lying you're literally lying
1: so that's the ama Still hanging around, which also like was the way re- the reason that Obamacare it like became what it was because they couldn't force the, the AMA. Well, and all of the private companies who have oh, yeah. any stake in yeah keeping the healthcare system in the way it is, like yeah. they they tried, but there was nothing. I mean, like they sat down, they sat down at the table, they sat down, and they just that was it was the best that they could come up with. Mm-hmm. Okay, process to change from an industry dominated by private insurers to one primarily run by the government would not be easy or quick.
0: Of course not. We no. love it.
1: For example, Medicare pays doctors and hospitals less than private insurers for services and not all hospital systems or doctors accept Medicare. So you would have to have something in the law that says basically like, if you provide medical services, you, you must take ex- this insurance.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. I'm like, how do you decide what insurance that you take?
1: There are doctors in the, I mean. I know people who go to doctors in the city who don't take insurance. Yeah. They don't take insurance. Yeah. They're medical doctors and they do not take insurance. Yeah. You to just, pay out of
0: pocket. Yeah. But I'm like, but how, if you're a doctor who does take insurance, like, how do you choose to, to choose? Like, why do you choose Blue Cross? Why do you right. choose Unite? Like, why, why do you choose these things? We should find
1: a or, good doctor to come on here.
0: Oh, I would love to. Any doctors who are listening, let us know. Give us a shout out. Let's to talk to you. But, yeah. but, but again, it's like, if you, if you take Blue Cross, why can't you take, united you know what i mean right, i don't get that like i don't understand i don't understand the process and i, I just feel like like because there are some doctors like my gyno for exi- for example she takes what looks like every insurance there ever was except medicare it's, literally it's like <laughs> does not take medicare is on her is on her like whatever website yeah um and so i'm like okay so if my gyno can take 25 Insurances, right? Why does my therapist only take three? You know, or like, like what, like I don't. I think understand. it all just has
1: to do with what a what the insurance covers and b how much money they get from the insurance company. Like, I think that really is a lot of it,
0: right? But like, does it cost them the the doctor money to apply to have in? insurance companies be like part of the ones that they accept? I don't like, think so. So then why doesn't everybody just take every flipping insurance if it's at no cost to the doctor? Right. I think
1: because if like, I don't know what the, like what the numbers are, but let's say that like your takes United and they cover 40% of the costs. Sure. Right. And then like, let's say Blue Cross Blue Shield covers 30% of the cost. I'm making it up. Don't. No, I know. Nobody. yell. We're literally, <laughs> um, stop (laughs) right so then I guess like an argument could be if like that's like guaranteed money right like the the, the insurance is going to pay the doctor if I don't pay my bill from NYU for the the things that I have outstanding that Mm -hmm. insurance didn't cover Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and those that those bills are outstanding it's not guaranteed that I'm going to pay them
0: yeah yeah that that But the, I mean I get like I get it I get that like insurance to doctors is guaranteed money yeah you know that they like have to pay whatever I guess I just, I'm struggling to understand why then certain doctors only accept certain insurances. Because, like, even if you accept all of them, you know, like, or, like, the top 25 to 30. Right. And it's, I mean, it like, what, like, what, what is the work on your end of the doctor that you have to do to maintain whatever agreement right. that you have with the insurance companies? Like, is that why some doctors only accept two insurances? Well, but others can accept all of them. Right. Like, I'm just like, that's what I don't, I don't understand. And yeah. that's everybody. That's my great question. Um, we're going to find us a doctor and we're going to find us a doctor. And we're going to ask all the questions, questions and it's, and I'm going to ha- show them my insurance plan and be like, tell me what <laughs> I can do. <laughs> what does this mean? And they're going to look at me in the eye and they're going to say nothing. It's uh, you're your passing. And I'll be like, thank you. Perfect. Thank I love so it.
1: Um, Go back
0: to Medicare. Go
1: back to Medicare. Yeah. So, Medicare pays doctors and hospitals less than private insurers for services. So that's a problem. The American Hospital Association found that private health plans pay hospitals about 45% more than treatment costs, where Medicare and Medicaid pay about 12% less than costs, a difference of 57 percentage points. That comes from our friend at Sanjay Gupta. But also, not only are they paying – that's like a huge difference, right? Like yeah. there's a 57% gap in what they're being paid. But also, it costs you – as under if you know let's say these statistics are accurate and widespread use them as a generalization if you are taking insurance if you're taking patients that are insured by medicare you're losing money yeah by offering services like that that's crazy yeah there are um, some other concerns as well by one estimate um, by kaiser health news as many as two million people who are paid to process insurance claims or argue about them would lose their jobs OK, right. Which, like, maybe that's not a job that we should be protecting, but it's two million people sure. who would be thrust, like, out of their jobs and into an open workforce. We're like, w- that's a lot of people.
0: It's a lot of people, yeah. Well, it's the same argument that you have, I think, when you talk about g- getting rid of the oil industry.
1: 100 Of, like,
0: it's, I mean, we, it's jobs. You know, it's like, what do you do with these jobs? And the argument is, well, when you have, you know, clean energy replacing it, that is the new job. But, but it's...
1: Right, but there's a transition period. Totally.
0: Right. Totally. You got to account for the transition period, yeah. which I think, like, let's account for it. Let's yeah. fucking do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but show, me <laughs> show me the plan.
0: Like, show me the plan. Like,
1: uh, let me see your Medicare for all plan. But then also show me what you're going to do about all these people. In like, the meantime, yeah. In the meantime. Plus, there's a problem of paying for it. We should do a whole separate episode. Oh, my God. I'm paying for Medicare because I just, I, this is already at an hour. And I knew it was going to run long. We should do a whole separate episode. We're going to get us
0: a doctor. And we're going to do whole oh episode. Oh, my God. Guys, you're going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. We're all going to ask questions.
1: Yeah. So at the end of the day, Medicare has many parts. A, B, C, D.
0: Sure the first they have letters <laughs> they have letters there's letters yeah
1: and it generally covers people 65 and older but it's not completely free it's not all you no no nope. no and medicare for all sounds like a great idea but also has some problems to solve yeah well yeah major problems. i mean
0: i mean certainly i feel as though what we got going on as far as just like insurance on the, on the national scale you know mm-hmm. not just looking at medicare but just in the general yeah it's a completely fucked up system it's absolutely fucking horrible yeah so i am all for looking at plans yeah you know i am all about it show me the plans because keeping the status quo absolutely not can this continue no it's it's just awful no it's literally the worst so i'm i'm excited i'm so excited that this is, I mean, I think healthcare is always sort of a big hot topic. Yeah. But I do feel like we're reaching a point where. It is becoming like the topic. Right. And I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah. You know, because like there are other important topics that especially right now with the campaigns that are happening. Like you have your general topics that are always on the playing field, but it feels like right now healthcare is the biggest one. Yeah. And I it's think it's universal. Everybody wants healthcare. Everybody wants Nobody to wants to die
1: <laughs> because they yeah. don't have a doctor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I am hopeful that because it is it is the topic this go around. Yeah. That like and not, and it's not the topic in the sense of like, let me look at obamacare and 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 sort of we just gotta kind of fix it blah, blah blah. it It is taking a a very I'm cool with it being like a big overhaul, yeah, but like, like you said, we gotta do it, do it right, do it right, and it if it's over the course of a longer period of time, I think that's okay, yeah, but an overhaul, I think is a must, mhm, I think it's a must, I concur, yeah, but guys. <laughs> we love to see it i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait to just watch them continue to debate this yeah because it is you know i like you like there's the thing of that people vote based on what's most important to them like like health insurance is i would say what's important to me yeah you know one of the top three things at least yep so and I think a lot of people feel that way. And yeah, I do think that it'll true. come down to somebody who can present like a like a, a a fully fleshed out plans that deals with all of the concerns that we've talked about. Right. I agree. And yeah, that's who can't wait to see. Yeah. Can't wait to see. Guys, that's Medicare. That's Medicare. That's Medicare. We love it. and we love you so so much and if you like what you heard you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical you can rate us you can review us and you can subscribe to us we love you so so much and we will see you next Wednesday goodbye